Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome to the Cash Confidence Stylist podcast. Today, I am talking with Nina Tulio. If you do not know who this woman is, you need to like stop what you're doing and go follow her immediately. She is one of my biggest inspirations as an educator and just generally a good person. Like You can feel it through the Zoom calls. I've yet to meet her in person, um, but I can imagine that she just carries that energy about her. In this conversation, we are talking about patience as a business owner, not just a stylist, but an educator, really honestly any business owner. We're talking about growth, how personal growth can affect your business and your life. Um, We're talking about so many amazing things that can help you, again, with your business and your life because they are not separate. There is a flow. There is, I don't like the word balance, as I've said before, um, but they do go hand in hand. So please, please, please enjoy this. If you like what you hear, do not forget to tag me, tag Nina Tulio. Um, don't also, don't forget to give her podcast a listen. No Stylist Left Behind is her podcast. She literally constantly is giving stylists the best value um, in all of her conversations, in all of her interactions, um, and her integrity is just unmatched. So please enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hi, Nina. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome. Welcome me back. I yeah. guess <laughs> I'm happy to be back. That was like right in. Perfect. So I always love chatting with you because I feel like, um, well, one, you just say a lot of awesome shit. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I think everyone that follows, you know, that like you give value in even the, the simple, you sometimes you have like the simplest quote, right. And I would like read the caption. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I needed. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. 
but you posted actually, before we get into that, um, tell the listeners if they have not heard of you, which I doubt who you are and what you do. So again, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you because I just how you I love how you run shit. And I loved our last <laughs> chat when when I was a guest here on your podcast. And so thank you for having me back. And I am, I've been in this business. This is my 26th year. And I can't imagine doing anything else. And I have been a hairstylist, I was a hairstylist for 20 years, a former commission salon owner for 11 years. I was you know, I worked in, in the space of being a district manager for a while. I had my own salons with a couple partners and I just, I'm so fortunate to be in this business and to see all of the things that I've seen and kind of go through all of the things that I went through and my mistakes too, because I share all of it because I really feel like my pat, my passion and truly my purpose is to serve our community in that way. It is to show up in ways that people may not want to and talk about shit that people may not want to talk about. And so, and I am comfortable talking about that stuff. So because I've been in the game for so long, I am a little older. So I think that kind of helps a little bit with my comfortability and, and, and feeling okay with sharing my mistakes. So I have been now doing, this is my second career in this business, because obviously I did all of that for the first 20 years. And now I'm rolling in on my sixth year in having my own you know, consulting business and really helping salon owners and hairstylists not only grow their business, but also build, help them build confidence and empower them and give them the tools to make their own decisions that feel really good for their business. I just love you because (laughs) everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, yep. mm -hmm, I'm here for it. I'm here for (laughs) it. Um, you post, well, your vulnerability is probably my favorite thing because obviously anyone who listens to this knows that like, if somebody comes on here and they don't want to like talk about their shit, it's like not the most exciting conversation. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. And the amount of DMS I get of, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that, you know, just from somebody being open about the messy part, you know? Um, and when you say you like the way I run things here, I run things messy and I like it that way. You know, uh, this is my hundred and one, one, hundred and first, yeah. (laughs) Hundred and first episode. Um, and I do it the same way I did it on my third episode and I like it that way. Um, but you posted a reel yesterday. Uh, now, if whoever's listening to this has been a couple weeks, but um, basically about how there's no quick anything, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. no quick money maker. There's no, you know, quick successful business. Um, I'd love to dive in a little bit about that because I think, especially nowadays, it's in everything is instant, right? Mm-hmm. And every, I mean, even me, I'm two years now into um, being a coach mm-hmm. and people are constantly like, oh my gosh, you look like you're doing so well and you're so successful. And I love what's happening, but I got a long way to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Don't> we all. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but it goes to show that there's like a perception of quick success. Sure you know? And so I would love to dive in a little bit with you about that. Yeah, I think, and, and I recorded this reels and it's just me talking and it just starts off with saying there's no get quick, get rich quick or get busy quick, or you're like, your business isn't going to blow up 
you know, overnight. That just doesn't happen when you start a business or when you are new to this industry. And I think that there's a perception out there that you can start a business or you can start out in this industry. And all of a sudden you're going to have tens of hundreds of clients waiting for you. And all of a sudden you're going to make the amount of money that you want to make. And you're going to be able to work the schedule that you absolutely want. And I just, I know from my own experience, and this isn't only in our industry, but it, we're talking about it and it pertains to that, but anyone who is successful, you don't get to see the years and years and years of the grime and the dirt and the grit and all of the things that go into it behind the scenes. And, you know, I really live in the place of you have to work hard. You have to show up early and stay late when you're just getting started. You have to say yes to free things, free opportunities. Now, you know, you may not, you're not going to live in that space forever. Right. But I think that we have to understand that anything that we, that is worth working for takes time. It takes energy. It takes a lot of focus and it takes a shit ton of patience Mm -hmm. and it couldn't take, and realistically speaking, cause I'm always going to keep it 100. It could take a good two to three years until you have a solid base of clients, right? And some work faster than others. So some, it may be a year for you, a year and a half. Some may take three, three and a half years, right? It all depends. Um, but we have to be realistic in our approach when it comes to building a business and it isn't quick. It isn't fast. It isn't overnight. And it really does take a lot of focus and a lot of commitment and a lot of compromise, you know, and even with my own business, like I can relate to what you're saying about, you know, your coaching business, because the first three years of my consulting coaching business, man, it was rough. The first three years, it was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm about to throw in the towel, like many nights of just crying and nobody sees me. Nobody gives a shit what I have to say. It's not hitting. And I remember, and I don't know if I shared this the last time, but I, I, I remember having clear conversations with my husband and God bless his soul. Cause he <laughs> I'm go, go, go. And, you know, and he is very even, and he, on one of my crying moments, he said, listen, this is the time when most people give up and you're not most people. So you have to say that to yourself that the the time when you're in the grit and the grime and the dirt and you're crying and you, you just can't seem to hit or things are not moving in the way that you want them to. That's when most people give up, but that on the other side of that, that's where greatness happens. That's where you have your biggest growth experience and opportunity. So you got to kind of push through that. And he said to me, cause he's also in um, the e-commerce and digital marketing space, keep showing up with a message that is clear and consistent. Mm. And I'm like, but I have been, I've been showing up. I've been clear. Right. I've been both like, I like literally crying through this. Like I've been like, I'm so tired of this shit. Right. Like serious. And he was so right. But those moments also allow that to be an opportunity for you to get more clear, to get more concise, to be more consistent. And so when I had those moments and I was really ready to throw in the towel, which I'm sure you can relate to, we've all been in that place. That's the time when you go harder and get louder in your message. 
Yes. That's the time when you amplify, right? Because there is some momentum that is building there, but we're so exhausted because we don't feel that we're, we're getting the reward and the immediate reward that we would like. It takes two, three years at least for you to see a solid return on your investment. So don't give up. Yes. I love that. So I, I'm thinking of two different things. I'm thinking of when I first started doing hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, this was pre-social media. Um, and I remember sitting in the salon, just sitting there all day long and like lucky if I would get two clients that I didn't want, by the way, because I had no confidence, mm-hmm. you know, so somebody would walk in, I would be freaking out. Like if I had a full book in that year, I would have messed up Mm. so much. Mm, Like I would have, I, I would have ran behind. I would have rushed things. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have learned half of the things that I learned by being able to just have one person at a time, build my confidence around that, move on to having two people in a day, build my, you know, we're now, I mean, I think you can build a little bit faster with social media than back then. Um, but it was kind of the same thing with coaching. It's like the first year, it's just believing that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You and know, showing up and showing up and getting, yeah. getting away from the imposter syndrome and like, mm-hmm. and it's the, I feel like it's the same with any business. You know, if I was just thrown 30 clients right away, like in, in, in the hair world or in the coaching world, mm-hmm. I would have fucked up so bad. Right. I love that you're saying that because there's a reason why it's a process. There's a reason why it takes time because you have to take time to invest in the business, but you also have to take time to invest in self. And that comes from education and also self-work. And so you're right. I mean, even thinking back to when I started my first haircut. Oh my God, I was shaking. My hands were shaking. So, and I can't imagine doing people back to back that day because I needed a moment. Like I needed a moment to reassess and just like woosa after my first client. And so there is a reason for that, but because of social media, everything feels like it needs to be accelerated. And we need to have this immediate result because on Instagram, when we post shit, we get likes and we get comments and it fills that, that effect of, and the dopamine that, and I've learned and listened to a lot of people talk about this it fills that spark within us. And then all of a sudden we feel good and we feel validated. So if it takes time for us to see the the reward and the return on the investment, we start to get sad and we start to feel like we're not worth it. And we start to feel like we're less than because there's time in between the actual action and then the result. We take it personal. Yeah. We take it personal and we're like, holy shit. Like if I could post something on Instagram and I can get people to like, and comment, why can I, why can't my business run this way? Right. It's a process. It takes so much time and energy and so much commitment and enjoy the process Mm -hmm. because one day you are going to be so booked and busy where you wish you had a moment to breathe, where you wish you had a moment to actually take care of your books and your finances or look at your numbers or just have a moment, you know, now we're better with boundaries and setting boundaries. So we can like go to the bathroom and eat and all that shit, which in my day, we, we weren't doing that, but, and I love that. And I think that's very important, but, um, enjoy this, enjoy this time and this moment because it is so, so precious. It's such a learning moment for, for you as you're going through it. Yeah. It's, I mean, what is that saying? Uh, it's happening for you, not to you. 
You know, it's oh, so yeah. true. Yep. It's so true. So what do you think is happening now? Like what, why do you think I have a seven and a half year old, so I know why I think mm-hmm. it's happening. Um, but why do you think this kind of impatience is like, has it, do you think it's always been there or do you think it's getting worse? And if you think it's getting worse, um, why do you think? Well, I think, you know, I'd say, you know, a lot of us probably are, are not the most patient. I'm one of them. I'm not very patient. Um, so I think, you know, as hairstylists, because we're so excited and we're, and we're creative in that sense, we just want to share our craft and we want to help and serve other people. There is an excitement there where it's like, let's go, 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 go. Right. And let's do, do, and let's, we want to see like results. Right. But it's, it's gotten worse. I believe because of social media, because there is that instant gratification. Right. And so, um, with the accessibility of social media and social media is great and I love it. So no knock on it, but everything is accelerated. You can do everything from your phone. You can do, you can, there's things that you couldn't do. I was just telling, who was I talking to yesterday? I don't know, maybe my trainer where I, when I would go to the pool with my sister during the summer, I would have to go to the pay phone and call my dad and hope that he would pick up the damn phone. So I wasn't standing there for an hour at the pool waiting for him to come pick us up. Yes. I was watching something on TV recently and it was like, it reminded me of when you had a catalog Mm -hmm. and you had to call the number in the catalog to order out of the (laughs) catalog. And I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) now we just press two buttons and it's at our door the next day. It's insane. And so because of that, you know, environment that we had before where we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have accessibility. We enjoyed more. We were present more, you know, like we were waiting for our mom or dad or whoever to come pick us up at the pool. And we were like enjoying that time. There wasn't the urgency there and there wasn't the instant gratification. So we didn't crave it. But now over the years, we crave it more because it's at our fingertips. So there's good and bad to it. There's pros and cons. It's been great for business. It's been great for marketing for free. It's been great to really help speed up the process of growing a business and building a book, right? But that instant gratification can become almost an addiction, Yes. And, and it does. And I, I don't know if you will, if you listen to Dr. Drew, but I love me some Dr. Drew. I like have a crush on Dr. Drew. He's like my, <laughs> one of my crushes, but I love listening to him and, and anything that has to do with, with addiction and, and even for myself. And I've been to, uh, Al-Anon meetings and, and been to meetings, not for myself, but for family members, because I want to understand the process. And in those meetings, I have learned so much there's so much to learn about life and going to those meetings. And there's so many just amazing people who are so willing to share their story. And so in listening to Dr. Drew, he talks about the association with um, that hit mm-hmm. of dopamine with social media and that instant gratification, we get addicted to it. That's why our phones are in our hand all the time. Because if I look at my phone, it's one second before either I feel like shit or I feel validated. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh yeah, I do. I do. And I've talked about this before. Um, but when I stopped doing hair to pursue coaching, that was my biggest hang up is Mm -hmm. that I went from being validated every day behind the chair, love your hair, hand me money, like validation, all the check boxes, right? Like happy to see me when they walked in, loved their hair, handed me money, validated three times in one per client walking in Mm -hmm. to being at home, 
building something with no validation yet because you have to build it before they come. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was hard. And I found myself scrolling Instagram, waiting for someone to DM me, waiting for Mm -hmm. a conversation. Mm -hmm. My podcast was the one thing that like felt good because I could talk to someone and feel like I was like a part of something. And, um, it, it was interesting because I never realized how much I craved validation. Mm-hmm. And then the last two years I've been working through that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to the crew on that. Yeah, right? Right. And, and so many of us are, are craving that and, and we're, 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 we're trying to find it in ways that maybe aren't the best, yes. you know? And I think it all stems from our childhood and, and where we come from. And I'm, I'm also working on that as well, working on a lot of different things, but, um, it's really what we're looking for really is with inside us. You're not going to find your answers on Instagram and Facebook. You're not going to find your answers, you know, within your salon or with your clients or your team. You're not going to find the answers that you're looking for. They're already within you. They just have to be uncovered. And a lot of times we have to clear out a lot of shit. Like I'll speak for myself. It's been, I've been in therapy for 22 years and I'm still clearing. I'm yeah. still learning. And there was a lot of shit and a lot of trauma to kind of comb through but it never ends. And so that's why the self work part of it is so important in this business, because with the amount of output that is being put onto the client, you're constantly outputting, Mm -hmm. caring for pampering, listening, therapy sessions, giving, you know, and if you're not feeling yourself, you could feel so depleted. And then you start to tap into your own energy and your own stuff. And so we have to be very, very careful with protecting energy, but also filling ourselves and, and doing things outside of the salon that actually fulfill you, yes. you know, that don't have anything to do with hair. Do you think that a, a, a stylist can be truly successful? And when I say successful, I mean like love their business, love their home life, like truly, truly successful if they do not have a growth mindset or do not do the inner work. So here's the thing. There are different levels of success and only you can define that, mm-hmm. right? What does success look like for you today? It may be different today than it will be in two years. Mm-hmm. But if we're thinking of, of happiness and joy and fulfillment on all areas, whether it's relationships, business, you know, finance, all of those things, the mindset is what controls all of it. And so you have to be able to strip yourself down to then build yourself back up. And it takes a lot of that self-work. Are there hairstylists that have success and have their desired level of success without doing that? Yes. However, in most cases, it's not sustainable. Mm. It's not sustainable because that could only get you so far, whatever that is. And it could be a plethora of different things that get you to that level of success. But in terms of sustainability, in terms of true happiness, in terms of true joy, and in terms of feeling fulfilled, it's tough because they all are intertwined. And if you're doing, I used to say this all the time to my team, your business, your business and your personal life run side by side. So if one is off, we're going to have a problem. So my role and my job is to make sure that I'm working with you both personally and professionally, 
I want to know what's going on with you here and at home. And I'm, I'm not here to get to blur the lines of business because my business will always come first, but I care about you as a human first. Yes. Right. So I think in order to sustain that level of success, you have to make sure that you got your mind right and you're constantly filling it and feeding it with things that serve you and that you're also um, constantly working on self because you could be killing it in your business. But if you're suffering and, and I'm I'm actually a product of that, where I, I was killing it in my business because I was confident there. And in the beginning years of my business, I wasn't so confident. I was a very insecure owner and stylist, but it took time, but I was suffering on the inside. And so when I sold my business, whoo, this is hitting me. When I sold my business back in 2016, I lost my identity. I didn't know who I was because I relied solely on my business and it sent me into a very, very dark place because I worked to avoid. I worked to fill a void and I did it because I was confident in that space where I was insecure and where my little girl self came out was the, my personal life. And so I didn't work on them always simultaneously. So when all of that success went away from my business, I was very lost and I was very sick inside and it took a lot of time and work, um, to get to the place where I am now. And it got so bad to the point where I said to my, I looked at my husband one day and I said, I think I need to check myself into a place like, like I'm, this is serious. Like I, and I had a therapist at the time she was on vacation. I'm like, who the hell goes on vacation in July? Nancy, like, I need you. <laughs> like, I need you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and some b- really big things had happened to me at the time when we went on a vacation and, and I was seeing, uh, like a horse therapist. And so it brought oh, up all of me these about things. this. Yes. Yeah. So it brought up all these things. So in that moment, I just felt like I couldn't handle it on my own. And so I, I said to him, I think I, I got to go. And he was like, what? Like his face, because your partners too, sometimes they feel like you're so strong and you can handle all of the things. And I am strong, but I also need to be checked on too. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where he was like, holy shit. And I I didn't check into a facility. I would have, but Nancy came back around a couple of days later and we worked through all of the things. And she really, it, it was a lot of heavy stuff that I had to work through and I'm still working on it you know, so give yourself a little bit of grace, you know, and know that true success isn't tied to money. Mm -hmm. I want to say that true success is not tied to money. It's tied to living a life that you create, that you enjoy, and that you can feel joy from where you are extremely passionate and love what you do. And you can show up every day, knowing what you do is actually filling you, but also maybe serving others. I'm speaking just from our industry. And, and success is really creating a life that you don't have to run from. Yeah. So if you work on just the business, but not the personal, you may kill it for 10 years. And I did it for 11. Uh, but once that rug is ripped out from underneath you to sustain it, you have to work on both sides, your business and your personal, your personal self. So it's so interesting because over the last couple of years, I've, I've really, I've never been like a hustler in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I've mm-hmm. never been one that like, like I'm perfectly fine with like Netflix and chilling, you know? Yeah. 
But I did notice that when I was just chilling, maybe during the day, right? Because I wasn't behind the chair at the Mm -hmm. time, you know, I would feel anxiety. Mm. And I didn't really understand what that was. And it took me a while to realize I was feeling guilty for not doing something, right? Like doing something productive or even not looking at the rest as productive, right? I thought I was being lazy, you know, Mm. all those like thoughts. And it wasn't until probably the last couple of months, actually, where I've been perfectly fine with like going with my flow. When I'm in my workflow, I can work 20 times harder than when I'm forcing it. When I like, you know, don't like, like, I don't know how to explain that, but, um, you know, sometimes you just need to walk away, not walk away, but you Mm -hmm. need to like rest, right? need a break. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I never understood it until recently that I was putting what I was doing, the amount of work I was doing around my worth as a person, as a human Mm. being. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, like, like what you said about the success thing, and it is a hundred percent, not money. I feel the most successful. I had a great day with my son yesterday. It had nothing to do with money. I felt literally like the richest human being Mm. in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you, what would you say to somebody that's listening to this and going, well, I can't feel calm. I can't feel, you know, lack of anxiety unless I have money. Mm. All of my stress is around, you know, paying my bills and being able to do these things. Like what, what would you say to that person? Well, I think, and there's a couple different ways and everybody has to find their own rhythm, but I think because I was in a stressful situation, everything wrapped around money because I was in debt quite a few times. So my, my struggles a lot were wrapped around money. The first thing that I think is important to do is pause and take a step back and look at why, why does this money thing keep coming up? Mm -hmm. And why is there struggle around money? Because our own money story is what drives do we go left or do we go, we, do we go right? And so if you find yourself consistently in a struggle mode with money, which I understand, the only way to get out of it is to assess it and then rewrite it. Because if you keep doing the same things and you keep creating the same, you're sticking to the same patterns and behaviors that you know and that you were taught, because there are a lot of um, doubt and, and beliefs that are not true wrapped around money. If you don't get to the root of it, you're just going to kind of like put a bandaid over it. So we have to get to the root of the problem. And it really starts with taking a look at, and this is what we're into right now in my make that money course, because we're in in week one. And it really is to like, what conversations do you remember your, the adults around you? What, what were they talking about? And what do you remember? What, what, what is it that comes up for you when you talk about money? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Or is it abundance? Because when you go back to the, the relationship with money that you had when you were a kid, because we re- we reevaluate it in the course as a child and then as an adult, when you start to think about how you grew up and what the conversations were around money and what money felt like, what money looked like, eight times out of 10, we repeat history. Yeah. And so that's the first step is really diving into what your money story is and how you're affected by money. And then the next part of it is to 
rewrite it because you have the power to do so. You don't have to take those beliefs, the limiting beliefs on from your family members and carry them with you. You can drop them off and you can hang them and you can start to write out a few things that have changed when it comes to your money story and how it makes you feel some action steps that you want to take when it comes to getting out of debt. Cause one of the biggest problems that we have as humans is taking action. Yeah. So if you start to really dive into your true money story and what that looks like, start to pay attention to it, then start to rewrite it, then start to take action. Like I was in debt, $90,000. Well, if I sat on that, I'd still be in debt 11, 12 years later. Right. right? I had to take action and I had it first things first, guys, you got to take accountability. I had to take accountability for my own shit. And when I did that, and then I put a plan of action in place, it took about five years for me to get out of debt. Uh, but whoo, when I got out of debt and when my credit score finally went back up to where I was used to seeing it, that was such a celebration and that's a win. And for me, that that's part of success for me. And so pause reassess and look into your money story and look into the habits and, and patterns of behaviors that your family had mm-hmm. and rewrite them. Yeah. I mean, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Truth. Like yep. the action, I, I always say to my clients, it's like 80% of the work is done, not on our calls. Mm-hmm. You know, we can mm-hmm. talk about it all day long, yep. but if you don't do something, nothing's going to change you know, conversations. I mean, they can be the catalyst for something, sure, but they're not always going to be the thing that changes your life. You know Um, it. So yeah. I mean, you know, I love all the money talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. And I love all your money talk. I love everything that you're sharing. It's so, so true. And so relative. Well, it goes into everything, you know, I mean, the, the funny thing about money is it literally affects almost every aspect Mm-hmm. of your life one way or another, you know, whether yep. we want to or not. And I think, I think letting go of it, the idea of money's good or bad can go a long way. Mm-hmm. You know? And that still is something that like, like I just started reading um, rich dad, poor dad, which I've mm-hmm. never actually read before. And cause what I've realized recently is like, wow, I have been stuck in a middle-class mindset Mm. probably forever, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, the more I do the coaching, the more I realize stuff about myself, because I truly think, and you probably agree with this, um, is your money story is constantly evolving. It's Mm -hmm. a journey. I don't think there's an end. Mm -mm. Nope. I think you just, you learn one thing and then you move on to another, you know? Um, which is kind of exciting. (laughs) Absolutely. And what's so exciting is that you have the power to make the shifts. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's exciting about it, you know? And I, I think it's like, we, we kind of just get stuck in our rut sometimes and we just keep doing things because the change honestly is so much harder than sticking with what we know. The changing your mindset is the mm-hmm. hardest part. Mm-hmm. The, the, I've been reading, um, a new book called, um, you are the placebo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you've heard of him. I feel he like was- my husband maybe. I feel like everyone has heard his name, but nobody knows who he is. Cause I was like, that name sounds so familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's essentially talking about when you change your thoughts, you literally can like heal your body. You literally can like change your surroundings, like all of the things. And cause I'm such like, like, I guess I'm more spiritual now. I can finally say that, but I'm definitely like, I need like facts. Like I need like 
science. And this is very science-based. It's very interesting because I have found as I'm reading this book, I'm like, well, I'm changing my thoughts. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm not really. I'm going, oh, you have a negative thought, Misty. Let's let's just reword it. But the negative thought I still keep there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. rather than really truly trying to embody a better mindset. And mm-hmm. I, it's all so in depth and it's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. And that's why it's important to take a step back. Yes. Because you, you can do, I mean, anything in excess becomes a weakness. Right. And that means education. That means reading. That means, you know, um, listening to podcasts, anything, there's a cap. You can only take in so much information before you're like, I didn't learn a damn thing, you know? So anything in excess becomes a weakness. Now, of course, filling yourself and educating yourself, those are all positive things, but it can be overdone where you don't get anything from it. So we have to be mindful of how we're filling ourselves, who we're spending our time with. And in terms of, you know, what you mentioned about your, um, the negative thought, if you put action behind that, that will really kick it into high gear because then it's like what you're doing. It's like, like I lived my life now. I already lived it before I had it. Mm. Like I already lit. Okay. I, I, I went down a really dark path earlier in my career where it was just like just patterns and behaviors around money that just weren't working. That's how I got myself into debt. But when I really started to believe in myself, I started to imagine the life that I would have. And I, everything that I decided was going to craft that life for me. So every action, every step that I took, every job that I said yes to that was free, everything that I, every newspaper that I was in, everything that I did was going to get me to the life that I had now. And it's not easy. And some of it really sucked. The healing part, it it was, it's been really, really hard for me, but I know that if I, if I stay still, I'm going to stay stuck. Yes. And, and you have to live the life in your mind already before you live it. That's how you manifest. That's how, and it's like, like you said, embody that Mm -hmm. because what I was doing before, which was wrong and how I got myself into all these problems with money before was like, I'm not going to live like my mom and dad. I'm not going to take money the way that they did. I'm not going to treat money the way I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That was my problem. Still negative, still negative, but I also didn't change my own patterns and my, my behaviors and habits. So when I started to shift and started to really dive into more spiritual things, to be honest, when I lived in Florida, this was probably back in 2005 to 2004, going into more of that spiritual realm, it was like, no, I want to live a life of abundance. I want to live a life of financial freedom. I want to create a life that is not stress-free, but is freedom, right? And so when you start thinking that way, And then you start really envisioning. That's why vision boards are so amazing. Mm -hmm. I used to cut out the house that I wanted. I used to cut out the beach and I used to cut out, you know, um, people like crowds of people Mm -hmm. cert, like serving them. That's my mission is just, and that's my heart is serving others. I used to cut that shit out of magazines and post it. That's the action part. And then you, you know, you have to align with that in terms of like steps but you're so dead on. It's like the negative thoughts still there, but what are we doing with it to change it? Yes. It's like that concept that, um, you know, who do you want to be? And then is, is this action 
would that person do it basically? Mm -hmm. Um, which is something that I use a lot that goes a long way for me. Um, oh, this is so good. (laughs) (laughs) I just just love chatting. I just love these conversations so much because, um, I'm, I'm thinking of old me, right? Like I'm thinking of old me who did not start my growing process and didn't fully understand what it can open up like the peace it can truly open up for you. And I'm just hoping that somebody's listening to this and I want them to know that like, yes, the growing, the growth does, it can suck, mm-hmm. but it's such a good way. Mm-hmm. It's, I almost feel like it's like getting waxed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like finding yep. the clarity can really suck, Yeah, but it's only for like a second. Yep. Well, I mean, not always a second, but you know, hypothetically. <laughs> like- yes. Yep. <laughs> It's so, so true. And I think it's just leaning in, you know, and, and, and having these conversations and, you know, I just, I always want people to live their best life. And I always want people to know that I'm cheering for them and they have people like you and me and so many other people that are cheering for them. And, you know, I think part of that is, us being there for them to really say, you are amazing. You are worth it. You are just perfect. Just the way that you are, you know, you are special because when they have that support system of hearing the mistakes and the mess and the stuff that, you know, I'll speak for myself that, that I created in my life, um, there is a way out and it, there is a support system there. You know, I had a support system that really helped me, you know, move through these things. So lean in, lean into that vulnerability, lean into us, lean into people who have been through it because you don't have to stay stuck in that space and you definitely don't have to suffer. That is for sure. So lean into us, you know, use us as a resource and you can slide into my DMS all day long. I answer every single one of them, you know, and I know for you as well, like you're responsive and you want to help. So just lean in. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love chatting in the DMS. Um, (laughs) so let's circle this back around to kind of the beginning of this conversation, uh, where we're talking about that. There's a lot of things out there that are, you do kind of have to like, I don't want to say be in the industry for a while, but you've got to kind of play around first. You can't Mm -hmm. just automatically like, you know, treat your business like it, like you have, I don't know, your book filled up three months or, um, what would you say to the new stylist that, that is getting impatient, right? That's like, wait, why, why isn't my business blowing up? Like X, Y, and Z is, is, or, you know, what would you say to them? Don't give up. Don't, don't change the goal, change the approach, Mm. right? The goal stays the same, but maybe your approach just needs to be different. Maybe you're spending time on social media. Maybe you need to spend time networking in person. Mm. Maybe you're spending too much, too much time, um, on Instagram and, and, and scrolling when you need to spend time engaging and really interacting with other people that are your potential client, don't change the goal. So don't stop, but your approach has to switch up a little bit. Cause if you're putting in the time and you're not seeing any forward movement, then we just have to switch up the approach a little bit and try new things. Step outside of your comfort zone, dive deep into education. When you feel like you're getting frustrated, dive into a class because that always helps find a mentor, find someone that you can bounce ideas off of. This is so incredibly important. I would not be where I am today without my mentors, Robin and Ray hands down. 
they helped shape my, my future and my career. And so find people that are like-minded and that have this, a similar goal and lean into them, but don't ever give up on your goal. We, we give up fast sometimes because we don't see the return on the investment, but know that this, this is a uh, marathon, not a sprint, you know? So you kind of have to have to kind of have that mindset a little bit, but keep moving forward, take breaks when you need to set boundaries where you need to, but keep moving forward and try different things. Yeah. And check in on your consistency. You know, I know sometimes I'll get frustrated and then I'm like, wait, I haven't been consistent. Like I I'm, I'm being, I'm frustrated with my, I'm frustrated with the universe, not giving me what I want, but I'm not putting in the time. Right. Ooh, um, self-awareness I, is key. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we kind of forget that part Well, I'm doing all the things, but are you, yeah. are you Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> kind of back to the hard part? Um, so I want to ask you a question. This is the new question that I'm asking everyone. Um, Ooh. now that the, uh, podcast has a facelift, um, if you will, what does being a cash confidence stylist mean to you, Nina? Ooh, what is being a cash confident stylist? Wow. There's a couple things that, that ring in here when I'm thinking of that, I think cash confident I don't, I don't want to say it has to do with money. Cause I know we're talking cash. It can, I, it can literally be anything that pops in your mind. But I, I think when I think of the word confident, I think really it is living the life that you create for yourself mm-hmm. and doing it on your own terms. That may mean financial success for you. And that's great. That's amazing. It may mean more freedom for you. It may mean that you are able to travel more. It may mean that you are just hitting the ground running as a new stylist. But when I think of cash confident, I will tie it back in with money a little bit. Don't forget that if you are running a business, you have to know your finances too. So being a business owner, solopreneur, or having a team, you have to make sure that you are confident in knowing your finances and understanding your numbers. So there's kind of twofold to that. So don't only focus on technique, focus on being uncomfortable with learning about retention and learning about what profit and loss statements are and what your target profit is and what your benchmarks are when it comes to budgeting. Dive into that stuff because that's not where we're very confident. So in order to feel confident in terms of being a cash confidence stylist, you do have to kind of lean into lean into those things, but, but really it is creating a life that you truly desire and really feel joy in. And I say the word joy a lot lately, because I feel like a lot of us are having a hard time with that myself included, like with feeling actual joy. Yes. So that's what I, it's to those two things combined together. That's what I think about when I think of cash confident. Do you feel like people almost feel guilty for, for being, feeling joy sometimes? Like, like, again, maybe the joy isn't what the, they think success should feel like to them. I use Mm -hmm. the word should a lot lately because Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to let go of the shoulds. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I was thinking about this yesterday because I was like, I feel like a lot of the things that bring me joy now, I used to feel guilty Mm. for before, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, I'm not 
at work. I'm not doing the thing. I'm not doing laundry. I'm not, you know what I mean? So do you ever feel like, like joy has almost made you feel guilty in the past? Uh, yeah. 1 million percent. Yes, absolutely. And I think again, and this comes from a a much deeper space and, and things that I've been learning and have been, um, working on in my own therapy is that it does have to do with trauma. You know, a lot of us feel like we can't feel joy and it's almost like a a bit of a trauma response. Mm. And so, um, I'm learning that, you know, I'm learning to actually feel joy in life because I didn't know how, because I was so busy protecting myself. And so I think a lot of hairstylists, a lot of people in general feel that, you know, we feel that like I even actually, now that we're talking about this a couple months ago, I asked my husband, I said, do you even know what, do you know what joy actually is? Mm. Do you know what that feels like? Cause I don't think I do. I don't know. I'm starting to, but I don't think I do know. And I think a lot of us are programmed and conditioned not to feel it. And that's where the guilt comes in. It's that trauma response of like, Oh no, I can't feel that. That's not good for me. I don't deserve that. I'm not worthy of that. That's right? the key. Yep. That's yep. the key. That is the key. And so doing a lot of really deep work, um, is, is important and it's, it's, it's hard to work through, but we all deserve to feel joy. We yeah. all deserve to feel that feeling. Um, and listen, I'm still in the trenches on that one. So I still am working on the definition of pure joy. And so when I work through it, I will share it with you. But um, if you are also feeling like that, when you're, when you're tuning in and listening to this today, um, you're not alone. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you that you do deserve it and you are worthy of feeling joy. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I know I was, I listened to you talk and I was like, that's what it is. It's just not feeling like we're worthy of it or not feeling like we deserve it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Again, like you said earlier, the more I dive into things, the more I'm like, Oh, I've always, I've done that my whole life. Now it makes sense. You know, it's like, (laughs) Nina, again, I just love you. I love these conversations. Is there anything you have coming up that you want to chat about that you want to tell everyone, direct them to, um, anything exciting? Um, what do I have? Well, I'm just, I'm loving make that money right now. I had such an amazing live with my students last night and I was so fired up. I broke out in hives. That's how fired up I was like in a good way. Um, and so super pumped about that. And that course is just specific to my independent artists, but I find I do, if we're talking about joy, like I do find joy in seeing other people succeed or have aha moments like that. I can really feel, Mm -hmm. um, and that really fills my soul in terms of things that I have coming up. I do have something really, really awesome coming up with Ryan Whedon, which I'm super pumped about. And I can't share too much information, but look out for it at the end of the year. So that I am super, super excited about. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Just keep working on, on, you know, helping. How can I help? How can I serve? How can I continue to give to our community and, um, you know, just continuing to work on myself so I can give to our community, you know, that's, that's it. And I think 
now that we're talking about this, I really want to take a little bit more time with my therapist to dive into that joy feeling Mm. and and work on that. So that's going to be a big thing for me. Oh, yay. Yay. I'm excited to hear how that falls. We'll have to do another podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) The therapy sessions of Nina Tulio and where they're headed, right? Yeah. I'm starting to feel like that's the direction the podcast is going anyway. (laughs) Um, Where can everybody find you? So I live on Instagram at <laughs> Nina Tulio. That's where you can find me most, but feel free to check out my website at Nina Tulio. I have a ton of free resources. I have a profit guide, like a profit calculator and a product usage calculator that you can literally use for free every day if you wanted to. Um, and I do have a lot of just resources that you can check out our podcast also with my best friend, Mr. Jay Ladner. It's called No Stylist Left Behind. That's also a free resource. And that's new. We have a new uh, season starting next week. So we're really, really pumped about that. So yeah, check out all of the things. And if you, if this touched you, or if there's something that you want to share, or you need more support, please feel free to reach out and slide into my DMS. I really want you to know that you are supported as you're moving through your own journey in this business and even your own healing journey. Awesome. And she means it by the way. I do. I mean it. I don't say shit unless I mean it. And I mean it. (laughs) Um, Nina, thank you so much for moving through this business with integrity. Um, just being a light, um, being open, being vulnerable. I almost get emotional saying Mm. this because you are a very, like you are goals for me big Mm. time. Um, why am I crying? Cry. I know. I'm like, why am I crying? I'm like, okay. Hold on. Um, but I just appreciate you a ton. Um, and I know that the industry appreciates you. So don't stop. Oh, oh my God. Thank you so much. I'm just, I'm just so, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words, which doesn't happen. And I thank you so much. And I am so proud of you because I see the work that you have been putting in and I know how hard this is. And I hope that you just take what we're talking about and take your magic because it is truly magic and you don't stop, right? Even when you have those moments and you know, I'm here for you anytime. Like, listen, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help you walk through things or answer questions. If you're having a moment and you're like, what the actual hell is happening? (laughs) I just, that, that means a lot. Thank you so much for, for saying that. And I truly appreciate you um, and everything that you're doing and just taking time to chat with me today. So thank you. Yes, of course. You're welcome back anytime. You know that, but all right. Bye Nina. Bye. Thank you. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.